today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Email todaycb at rte.ie now, Adam McGuire is here from the RTE Business Desk and Adam is going to talk to us about crowdfunding appeals. But before we come to that, Adam, I just see some news in from the Central Statistics Office and they've looked again at this basket of goods and services that they use to determine the annual rate of uh, inflation. They've made some really interesting changes. Landline telephones and Swiss rolls are out. Yeah. What's in? Well, yeah, so, so I, I'm shocked by Swiss rolls. I can understand landline telephones being gone. I mean, they're, Absolutely. they're definitely on the way out. And digital cameras, as understandable as well, very few of them probably being bought now because people just use their phones. Swiss rolls. I'd be partial to a Swiss roll now. Yeah, still. I didn't realise they were out of fashion now. There you go. But, but what's come in is air fryers, gin, which is an interesting one. Yeah. I, thought, I, I thought that would have been there already because, you know, it's not like it's a new product right There has here. been a bit of a spike in Yeah, gin and again, I mean, a couple of years ago. And then uh, 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 vapes as well. Uh, is in which which is a, a definitely a new product category and an extremely popular product category of the are cigarettes in there still I wonder or they taken they are, out I'm not certain but I think okay, they might so still be in there disposable yeah. vapes in addition yeah and like disposable vapes are something that people probably want banned completely because you know the amount of waste that they, they cause as well but yeah they're on the list in terms of pricing and you can understand it they're very popular products at the moment. okay and they've put in non-alcoholic beer okay. uh, milk and meat substitutes ribeye steak and spring onions and they're things that you would have thought were in there already I suppose <laughs> yeah, but, you know yeah but non-alcoholic beer has become a much bigger thing you know gone the days of calibre when that was kind of the only choice but, uh, but yeah it's, it's, it's interesting to, to see Listen, the changes in our, cons- our habits Adam I know you're a baking fan the campaign starts here to get the Swiss roll back in get the Swiss roll the back basket. in absolutely yeah maybe you have to rebrand it maybe you have to find a, a different way of, like, we know. should do an item Because I, I got a Yule log at Christmas and it's just a Swiss roll with chocolate on top of it so yeah. maybe we just need to jazz it up a little bit are you a plain Swiss roll person or is the jam in there as well? Uh, I, I'd I'd go with either to be honest. Well, a bit of jam be nice. Hard I'd to roll, aren't they? If you're yeah, doing they are. Yourselves. You have to. You have to. Be, if you ever see that in Bake Off, it's it's one that always catches them out. You know, because it splits very when they tricky. start to roll it. You, yeah, have, you can't I, let it cool completely. You have to wait. It's, it's so I can warm. feel an Adam Maguire Swiss rolling item <laughs> brewing here. We've got to do it. Uh, listen, let's talk about our, our crowdfunding now because crowdfunding appeals—they're set up to raise money for lots of different causes, and I think everybody listening will probably be familiar. Uh, with them but we want to know just how does it all work so will you tell us how big crowdfunding has yeah. become first of all R- really really big uh, and only expected to get bigger in the, in the coming years so f- the figures are hard to pin down but I've seen estimations of between 11 and 17 billion dollars in crowdfunding transactions in 2022 projections of that rising to between 30 and 40 by 2028 so huge amounts of money going through these platforms and it's a relatively new business model as well obviously the idea of everyone chipping in to you know give someone some money or give someone a leg up or to help out someone with a business it's not new but the way the digital platform to do it and for people mm-hmm. around the world who have never met to be able to chip in and to be so organised is quite new so that amount of money is really incredible And it's not always about charity either is it? No people will probably be quite familiar with platforms like GoFundMe where it's 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 generally a charity kind of thing but it can really be for anything it's really just about lots of money coming together from different sources so Kickstarter and Indiegogo for example they're places where people often you know, have startup companies they have a new product or even a film idea or a TV series idea and they ask people to chip in to make that happen the, the idea is they kind of give a proof of concept maybe they show off a prototype and then ask people to, to make that, re- that reality maybe fund the mass production or maybe fund research and usually in return they say we'll, we'll give you the finished product or we'll give 
give you access to the film we make or whatever it is. So it's kind of a way of getting people to buy the product in advance and mm-hmm. make it happen. I suppose it also shows in advance that there's a market there for this product if people are willing to pay in advance. Uh, Patreon is another one people might have heard of, which is, the name suggests it's kind of like the old patron system. So artists and creators will use this. If you like their work, you throw them a couple of euro every year to make or every month to make sure that they can continue to do the work that they're doing. And in return, maybe you get early access to their latest podcast or mm-hmm. music or whatever it is it might be. So lots of different ways of people using crowdfunding to, to support their business or themselves. And you mentioned the overall figures, which are astounding and huge, but the individual campaigns can get very big in and of themselves. Yeah, they were really, really incredible sums of money. With GoFundMe, for example, the biggest campaign to date has been America's Food Fund that was set up by Leonardo DiCaprio and Lauren Powell Jobs, the widow of Steve Jobs, to raise money to feed disadvantaged people in the US. So far, it's raised more than $45 million through its campaign. Another campaign set up by Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher to provide support to Ukraine has raised $37 million on GoFundMe. Uh, meanwhile, there uh, more than $24 million was raised by the Time's Up Legal Defence Fund to help people who are taking cases relating to alleged assault and discrimination. And, you know, we're not always talking about multiple millions being raised. Sometimes the campaign is successful simply because it raised far more than what the creator uh, expected. So a a really weird example of that back in 2014, a guy called Zach Danger Brown set up a Kickstarter seeking to raise $10 to fund the making of a potato salad, which is something he'd never made before and he wanted some help with it. Right. In the end, he raised $55,000 uh, for his potato salad. And in fairness, he went on to make a potato salad recipe book, which he gave to the people who donated money towards it. So they got something back, which is a lot of money <laughs> go towards a lot of potato salads. What did he do with the 55 grand? <laughs> <laughs> Buy potatoes. Yeah, um, the non-charitable ones then, how big do they get? Yeah, the, they can get quite big as well. The biggest I could find is one that I, I'm willing to bet uh, uh, people wouldn't know that the person involved, the author involved. A guy called Brandon Sanderson, uh, an American fantasy and science fiction writer, has written a wide array of books, novel was very well respected in the area. Uh, some might know him though as the man who was hand-picked to finish the, the Wheel of Time series, a hugely popular uh, fantasy series, which is now being made into a TV show on, on Amazon Prime. Back in March 2022, he raised $41.7 million uh, for the release of four new books. It's a huge amount of money for, for four books. It had 185,341 backers, which isn't actually a lot considering that the money, you're talking about each of them giving an average of $225 to this for four books. Uh, uh, so what the happens? Are, all, are those people expecting to get a dividend from this? Well, usually what happens is you would set up in as part of your campaign, say, if you donate $5, I'll give you a thank you in the book in the back of the book if you give me $10 I'll give you a copy of the book if you give me $20 I'll give you a signed copy of the book and you know so Mm -hmm. it depends on what is and in some cases it's simply you know you you get the the knowledge of knowing that you're you're helping me fund whatever it is that I'm doing So the author gets to keep like what 40 million of the 41.7 Well an awful lot of it yeah I suppose depending on how much it costs to print the book and all that kind of stuff that there would be but yeah it's it's potentially a way of making a lot of money Uh, Other successful Kickstarters the the Pebble Watch uh, which is an early smartwatch that that company was ultimately acquired by Google. The Oculus, uh, a VR headset that was bought by Facebook or Meta and is now the foundation of their metaverse that they think we're all going to be in in the future. That was also a Kickstarter mm-hmm. when it, when it uh, first came along. Recent controversy, Alyssa Milano, the actress, she did a crowdfunding <laughs> exercise which was not re- well received and that's not that unusual. It can, no, it can it's, happen. It's, it's, there's this thing of uh, celebrities putting up crowdfunding. I've mentioned a few already but sometimes they're referred to as rich beggars. People saying, look, you know, you're asking people to put money in their hand their hands in their pocket give her the money when you already have a lot so Alyssa Milano uh, posted a fundraiser recently for her son's baseball team she wanted $10,000 to cover travel
travel cost kits and player subs for the team. And people, you know, pointed out that, you know, she's not exactly hard up herself. Yeah. She shouldn't be asking people to fund her child's activities. It wasn't helped then by the fact that she posted a picture of herself recently of herself and her son having some bonding time at the Super Bowl, which I imagine didn't come too cheap. Exactly. I should say, though, the GoFundMe did raise $15,000. She beat the, the target. So people did put their hands in their pockets and uh, and pay for it. Uh, Always a few. Yeah, there's, I mean, you know, like that, it worked, I suppose. And there have been lots of cases of deceit, though, as well. Uh, we have the, the We Build a Wall campaign was set up in late 2018. And the aim was to raise a billion dollars to build a border wall between the US and Mexico. It did raise $25 million through GoFundMe, but it all fell apart then. And a, a number of people involved, including Steve Bannon, uh, were charged with conspiracy to commit mail fraud and money laundering because they were taking some of the money out of the fund for personal use. Two of the people involved uh, pled guilty on those charges. Steve Bannon was pardoned by Donald Trump before he left office, so he didn't face a federal case, mm. although he was then charged with uh, similar crimes in New York. And, and GoFundMe did refund what was donated, so people got their money back uh, uh, for that, um, unless they decided to transfer it on to a different fund. Okay, so, so if you are donating in good faith, let's say to a, a charitable cause, how can you be sure that your money is going to where you expect it to go? Well, I, I did ask GoFundMe this, because uh, they'd be such a popular one in terms of charities. Uh, they said they have a team operating around the clock, seven days a week, around the world, uh, uh, to weed out dodgy campaigns. They've, they have people looking in, in finance and legal. They say they have ex-military people working on it as well to, to make sure they can catch these. They also also uh, uh, want people to verify their identity and their bank details before they give them access to any money that's donated. So they say most attempts at fraud are spotted and, and taken down in plenty of time, but they will refund people if, if something is missed as well. I suppose, though, like in any area, you know, when you're handing over your money, it's also wise to show a bit of caution yourself and before you, you decide to, to spend. So, you know, if it's a fundraiser for a particular person, if they're not sharing it on their social media platform, their Facebook account or whatever, or if their family and friends aren't, it would be a bit of a red Good flag to say that, yeah. that it might not be, might not be legitimate. Yeah. OK, well, Adam, you go off now and practice rolling up that Swiss roll because I'm determined we're going to get it back in the CSO basket. That's Adam McGuire. We'll take a break. Text 51551. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.